Mr. Shackman. Ah, Mr. Boer. How are you doing today? Oh, it could be worse, but it's not too bad. Well, it could be worse. We just won't talk about that. Uh, right, this morning yeah. the the breakfast was delicious. The the, the drone made it. Um, Good. Yes. Uh, it was sort of painted up in in sort of different colours. Obviously, one of the flags of of Europe, but I only know the Dutch colours, so I'm not sure I recognised it. <laughs> um, it it was interesting because there was a pretzel, there was very nice toasted uh-huh. bread that had some weird jam on it, and sausage mm. for a change which is quite nice um what is sir jeremy up to uh, he, he's you know he likes to keep things spicy and um it's all part of a, a sort of a, a toasted country calendar series that he's going for at the moment oh i see a play on sort of a town and country toast and country type thing yes yeah. ah okay um, okay, so well, I'm I'm guessing Germany for this one then. Um, you know, the pretzel and the sausage, and if I think about it, it looks a bit like a German flag. Um, but there's this random label, like you've literally got to lift this thing up to get to the pretzel and the sausage. I'm not I'm not sure. Like it's not obvious. Have you got any ideas? Well, okay, so Jeremy did explain, and it's a Frenchman explaining a German accent, so bear with it. But <laughs> it's not a label; it's a gluten tag. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about concepts and one of the ways that you, you can come up with concepts or options or alternate options or whatever you want to uh, call them for a particular design is especially when working in a group have each person come up with their own idea and then compare those ideas together that's right. It's the wrong idea to have one person come up with all the ideas and then everyone yeah. else in the group just sort of tries to figure out which is the best one. That's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. And at the same time, though, with everyone coming up with their own ideas, you've got to handle it in a certain way because it's very easy for one particular strong-minded individual to overpower every other idea so that his idea, which is supposedly the better one, is obviously option two. Um, is therefore the one that's going to win. Um, so let, let's pick a function and have a go at, we've, we've obviously prepared for this one, so let's have a go at looking at what we can come up with or what we've each come up with. So the first function is to decelerate an incoming projectile. And the basic idea is if you, say, got uh, kids learning to do, well, kids doing archery practice, um, you've got a lot of fast-moving projectiles, uh, and kids being kids, you might want to be able to decelerate those in the event that one of them is heading towards a child, um, so that minimal damage is done rather than actually killing a person. I think what's important what to point your, out in terms yeah. of uh, sort of how the design process works is, mm. I I I literally used your exact words, so this is all your fault. Oh, okay. okay. Um, <laughs> When, 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 obviously, once you, you know, you have to unpack and, and, and define the problem, and the next thing is to identify, you know, functions uh, or, or mm. for features, uh, which, which yeah. are, are requirements of, of, of the design or, or, or constrain the design in some way. And then, obviously, functions would be um, jobs, jobs to do. And yeah. by yeah. the time you've come up with that, you have already had to do a good job on what the problem is. So, yes. There are, we're going to ignore the an 
but there are three important words here. The first one is okay. decelerate. Yes. As opposed to deflect or any other yes. verb. So this is definitely mm -hmm. the act of slowing down. There's the word incoming, which would be why you would need to do this in the first place. And then there's the word projectile, yes. which in this particular constraint uh, environment is an archery playground. Yes. Okay, so um, how, how did you approach yours? So in this particular sense, it was a case of you need to... I focused more on the deceleration aspect more than mm -hmm. anything else. Um, the, as you said, in terms of the environment, it, it was within the context of a people in specific areas accounting for those so we're not accounting for a, a kid or student or whatever happened to walk in a very random location that puts them in danger it's you happen to be in an observational area you happen to be behind a line or you happen to be retrieving your arrows and someone else decides to take a shot so there's specific areas um, which otherwise without that sort of caveat would make this um, a non-viable solution and the idea is, is basically deployable nets. Um, those of you that know the, the sort of the old school style aircraft carriers for the prop planes where they throw a net up and it would catch the plane. This would be obviously not a, a net of that sort of, um, uh, what's what's a porosity, uh, but enough that it would be able to catch the projectile before impacting on a person. Uh, did you do a, a URS or a PRS for yours? I didn't. Mr. Um, Sheckman. Well, to be fair, Bert Russell my, will discipline you. <laughs> I mean, look, most of the time when, I, when I'm doing my, my concepts and um, my options for a design, the requirements and uh, constraints on my design in terms of those quantifiable points, yeah, they'd be established. We're not getting anywhere close to needing those. And when it comes to looking at the criteria or any kind of evaluation considerations for how we're going to compare, I tend to come up with my options first and then use a critical evaluation of what options I have to come up with my criteria, which I find are much more, uh, it's much more specific than to my particular set of options. Yeah. Okay. So the way, so, so yours is deployable nets. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what I come up with. Uh, so for me, yeah. you know, I, I always try and, 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 you know, replicate how a student would do it i mean it's certainly not the way that i, I do things every day but you know every now and again sure. you need to try and yeah do what we tell them to do type thing um <laughs> yeah. so the for me the, the 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 single requirement on here was a delta v term um and then mm -hmm. there are things which go with the shape which are then the constraint which is a, a, a mass and the energy of the arrow which you need to know and you need to have some idea of of direction um because yes. the way that you would slow it down, depending on you know a, a glancing, you, you might also want to limit um, ricochet or, or, or bouncing, etc. Um, mm. So so that was the that's the basic um, the basic thing. And then the sort of criteria I had when I imagined this was um, an adventure theme would make it much better okay. than just some protection thing if it was really cool. Um, and then obviously okay. it would need to work in all kinds of weather. Um, as opposed yeah. to this being like a complete schlep to back up or, or anything like that. And I okay, thought yes, that's yeah. as simple as it was. One requirement, two constraints, and, and, and two basic criteria. And then when I, when I came up with this, 
I, I normally try and do what's known as the kind of centipede approach you try and and mm. you, you don't have to come up with with three concepts who knows where the hell that came up with but i normally try and no, come up with no. what's the first thing to do and the first thing with this is the first concept is not something attached to a person it can't be because of the Fair. nature of Fair this enough. that it could be a bystander it could also be mm. to protect your child in you know in the actual shooting gallery from being shot by some other child um yes okay cool and then i thought well while you're busy doing this i always try and blend in the criteria with it so i, I had themes like forest trees castles you know kind of mm. robin hood type stuff which would make it kind of fun and then yeah. i've got circled on my page here one word which is the only thing that would work and that is the word net and that's for the very simple reason <laughs> that a net yeah. is super easy to hang, which means all the structure mm. for it is well and truly out of the way. Um, mm. You could, you know, drop it when it's time to go and fetch arrows, or you could actually have individual forest-themed, like, booth or rows or aisles or something, mm. like like a competitive swimming pool thing. So that was basically the thing is, whatever the problem is that needed to be solved, the net is the only thing that, that would do a good job. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of what I'm coming down to because, I mean, I had other ideas. Um, the one was using basically an energy weapon to vaporize the projectile before it impacted. It's not quite deceleration. Um, so, and you've got to be very careful about that because if you did choose that, if you went and, and started considering that option, you need to look upstream quite far to ascertain if you were to choose or even to explain that in a report you need to substantiate why you've now saying not decelerate but um remove an incoming projectile um true in in, in 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 which case by the time you would get to function the word decelerate would have a bunch of, so decelerate implies one kind of set of concepts exactly mm. um and I guess that could it could come about from the fact of you want to decelerate because you don't want to damage the arrow because they can be quite expensive pieces of equipment, so you you don't want to be vaporizing it. Um, another potential option is that you basically convert the arrows into, I mean, like rope arrows where you have cables attached to every arrow, um, and in firing it in the moment it's detected that it's going to hit something else, that cable is created taunt and it stops the arrow mid-flight right. um, which would comply with most of the aspects except it interferes with the arrow's flight profile it um, has suddenly cables flying all over the place um, which has its own danger aspect yeah um, so yeah it does come down to nets but it's an interesting thing actually in terms of the direction you took where you used your criteria to kind of come up with interesting ideas rather than come up with ideas and then generate your criteria. It's not actually some, something I've actually ever considered doing. What, what, what I find, um, the, the, the mistake that students do is they'll try and make criteria up based on what the requirements are. And to me, they're completely mm -hmm. separate. You know, it's a requirement. Yeah, you need yeah. X many calories for lunch. Constraints must be less than five rand. Criteria. Yeah. Uh, I want a blue and yellow theme to it. <laughs> it's something completely, completely sort of separate. But is is actually what what's, yeah. what's required. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting is yeah. that for this one, I didn't even dig out my calculator. I just, you know, I actually, no. I actually did this one second. Um, I spent more mm. time doing the other one that you said. But to that one, I actually dug out my calculator and did some 
some research on that one. Okay. Well, one thing actually I want to note in terms of getting back to mine is I made a bit of a mistake there. Is I come, I, I the idea of deployable nets is wrong. It should just be nets. The deployable nature is something you would consider at a later stage. You know, the, the, the nature by which it, it, whether it is a permanently extended system and you're firing through a net structure, whether it is a, um, a deployable system, that I don't think is necessarily something you can consider right away per se. So I, first we'd say... Yeah, I, I, I would say you'd need to know who's who's most likely to be shot, to, to be hit by yeah. a stray arrow. If it's, you know, during the collection phase, you know, where Johnny's trying to fire his last one while you're busy collecting yours mm. and you're, you're three <laughs> targets away, um, you think you're safe um, and yeah. you, you might not be. Um, it, it then comes down to, well, do you have like a permanent, you know, do you, do you build permanent lanes or would you have some form of deployable thing f- to protect people while collecting or, mm. or, or, or whatever the case is? Um, and, and I think with this, it could be a multi-stage thing, but you'd have to figure out where's the bigger problem or the first problem to solve. Yeah. And I mean, getting back to actually just thinking about it, in terms of the criteria, in terms of that sort of theme and for, you know, given that it should be entertaining for the kids and things like that, a armor system as a potential thing of deceleration, not Kevlar per se, but a method of a personal body armor system is maybe, a, you know, your functions are being reduced down to two aspects being, or the, the options, a sort of remote system or a separate from person system versus an on-person system. So a net system, catch the arrow, and then a person system being a body armor or a yeah basically a body armor yeah. system um that, that that i mean probably would lose out I, I can't see this option this answer being anything but a net per se but then you've got to be very careful about that because when you got that idea oh it, i mean obviously it must be net um you got to be careful that you don't jump ahead start doing the rest of the design and say oh i'll come back to substantiating that later double check that that actually is the better option of the two yes Okay, well, as a nice starter, let's look at the second one then, as a, as a, as a particular option. Um, and let me actually pull up my email now so that I'm wording it exactly as I told you before I'm held to that particular... Well, you will be held things. to that particular thing again. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> this function is allow a person to clear a head height obstacle at high speed. Uh, the idea being for soldiers or police running away or towards a target, a suspect or something of the sort, and uh, the person then needs to clear an obstacle in their way. So how did you break this particular one down? Okay, so what I always do is I write down the words and I try and, and almost understand them and I almost run through concepts for each word just, just as a thought a thought experiment. So mm-hmm. the, the, the cool. five things I've got, it's allow... So allow means it has to be an external thing. Yeah. Right. Person. Okay. I figured cop, fire, fire brigade, uh, firefighter, etc. So we're talking minimum, probably eighty kilo on average. Uh, head head height means to clear something one point nine meters above the ground. Uh, it's an it's an obstacle, so there's no going around. And then obviously high speed. I assume that would mean while running. 
Yeah. So uh, I, I've thrown in mass. The external thing is it will come out later. Uh, so we've got to, we've got to clear 1.9 meters and doing that at a forward speed of 7 meters per second, which is a third slower than Usain Bolt, by the way. But that's the average. Uh, <laughs> that's the average high speed dash that uh, it allows you to become a police person. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, so there are there are several ways to think about this. While we're mm. busy running, we've got kinetic energy. Yeah. That's so it happens that that's just under two kilojoules. Um, if, and and then I want you to imagine a a, a wall that's one point nine meters tall with a stick person sitting next to it. Now there are two mm -hmm. ways to approach this. The one is to take the full height stick person in the standing configuration and lift them up the full 1.9 meters, which means yes. their center of mass needs to move up uh, to you know 1.9 meters. Um, uh -huh. Or you could change the layout of the stick person. You could put the legs into mm -hmm. sort of a tucked position, etc. In which case, the height change from center of mass to center of mass could be as low as 1.2 meters. And I did that just by testing that out on something that wasn't quite 1.9 meters tall. Okay, so that was the first bit to try and figure out uh, what are the mins and max in terms of allowing, mm. I mean, there's allowing an unable body person at full speed and then there's enabling mm -hmm. an, an athletic person. Um, yeah. So that was how I started to, to break it down. And then I thought, I actually need to know how high a, a person, a standard person on average can jump. So how close is the normal Mark 1 human being to clearing a 1.9 mm -hmm. meter obstacle? Do you know what is considered an average jump height for a human? I could exceed it by a little bit, but not by a huge, much, huge amount. Mm. It's half a meter. So oh, okay. if, if you do a, if you do a standing jump or if you're jogging and jumping, you you have a vertical height of 0.5 meters. I then went. Cool. Now this is all before thinking of concept. This is just trying to figure things yeah. out. I then went and I did high school equations of motion, and I just used what initial velocity you need going straight up, where gravity is the only retarding force because aerodynamic drag is negligible at at that speed. Um, you need an initial velocity of 3.1 meters per second vertically to get an 80 kilo mass half a meter off the ground. Do you know how much you would need yeah. to clear a 1.9 meter obstacle? You need an initial velocity of 6.1 meters per second. So actually the human hmm. being is halfway there already. Yeah. Okay, so I then thought, ah, okay. And then what I did is I drew this wall and then I drew a sine wave over it because my horizontal velocity is seven meters per second. And then I thought, okay, so if I'm going across at seven meters per second, at some stage when I start the jump, I need to impart a vertical velocity of 6.1 meters per second. And if I do that, I can then arc over the wall. So I've now got, I've got distance involved. I've also got time. And I didn't use anything more than um, uh, V squared equals U squared plus 2AS. That was my, my high school cool. equation of yeah. motion to do this. Um, and then the, the the only last part that I did was I just thought if I used the kind of uh, impulse equation, so force times a time uh, change equals mass times a velocity change, if I wanted to accelerate my 80 kilo person, not from zero to six meters per second, because the first three meters per second we can get with the legs, I just need the extra three in a bit. And then mm. I played around with if you if you do that over 0.1 
2.3 seconds how much force do you need and an 80 kilo person needs 800 newtons of thrust for 0.3 seconds um, while while running if 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 that works so basically that would be a okay. 2g um, vertical force to to do this um, okay so that was just my doodling which requires uh, one and a half post-its on my page <laughs> and then I thought okay now I've got my PRS I know that I need mm. from an energy point of view I need to impart an additional velocity of 3.02 meters per second for an 80 kilo person and obviously there's sure. an equation that if you weigh less you need less um, yeah. my constraint is that this has to be external because of the nature of a cop or something like that and it would need to be limited to 3G which would basically give us a 0.15 second um, impulse bracket and then my constraints was okay my first constraint was big superhero factor sure. and then confusion so if these are police chasing you you want this thing to confuse the hell out of the person who's being chased for example and then obviously because you've got sure. this as kit it would be lightweight um, I, I, I thought that could all be um, criteria versus you know this because I haven't analyzed it in any more detail and yeah. I'm going to stop there I won't go through my concept yet that was just the understanding of it by doodling yeah I, I would I'd, I'd be curious in terms of the confusion aspect putting too much significance on that um, could cloud the judgment or it, it is cloud is a brilliant concept <laughs> as you use this thing you get a smoke screen no, I, I know exactly what you're saying um, and that you know you you could have an option that um, could be entirely confusing basically the man converts into Iron Man halfway through and you've got Iron Man chasing you oh no um, from from, from confusion I meant from an, an, an acoustic or a visual or a sound point of view sure even then, a system that is perfectly silent versus a thing that makes one hell of a noise um, might it is not necessarily aiding towards the function of clearing the obstacle um, sure. per se. Um, it, it's working in the grand scheme, and that's something that needs to obviously be considered. You have to consider. You can't just look at it in complete isolation of just clear the obstacle mm. because those are those options that you seek then are actually in a way almost wrong um mm. so you have to look in that context but it's just something in terms of if you know say we're working in a group i would say we need to be careful about that particular one in terms of what kind of weighting or what kind of sure. um, significance yes. we put on it okay in terms of then the way i then approached it was then looked at it more with a whole bunch of diagrams and stuff like that um less on the math side of things but the math side of things obviously is critical in terms of the ideas you come up with are they viable my approach i tend to have is i come up with i look at you know kinematically how i do it come up with my options and then back check that afterwards is this able to do those sort of things so it's a different order um, and I actually thinking about it, probably your order is actually a better way of doing it. Um, it's not the way I did it this particular time. But anyway, looking at it uh, kinematically, um, the one criteria that I sort of came up with was allow the person to maintain focus on the target. 
So the input from the person then becomes a far more limited yes. um, uh, thing. Um, and then there's less emphasis on the sort of energy put in by the person itself. Um, and it's more the, the, the system doing more, most of the uh, energy input in order to uh, get that potential energy and clear the obstacle. Same approach in terms of you, in terms of the sort of um, change orientation. You do not need to have the person vertical the whole way through. Um, and then start looking at, uh, I went the other direction sort of thing, look at how do uh, other creatures and stuff like that, and particularly in the wild, you know, what are good at clearing obstacles and heights and stuff. And fundamentally what it is, is coming down to um, four-legged creatures. Mm. So what I approached it with it was a sort of a the, the sense of a second pair of limbs where you have something that extends ahead of you and yes okay we are a sort of effectively we've got uh, front legs um, but given that you may be carrying a weapon you may be carrying or, or something and you want your hands to not be taken up now by having to clear this obstacle there's the second pair of limbs that basically reorientates this that basically attaches i guess the wrong word but uh connects onto your lift your obstacle heart or the top of your obstacle um and then that itself using the kinetic energy of the person itself reorientates the person allows them to then be elevated um, lifting them up and reorientating clear and the person then obviously themselves has to would have to probably reorientate themselves afterwards but that can then be done in later systems okay what, what, what's interesting is when it comes to jumping yeah. things, you forgot about kangaroos. It, it was, it, it's one, okay, so I actually, for all of these, I had like 30 different, I had about, oh, okay. not 30, I had about five different options as sort of like secondary backups, depending on what you came up with. Um, one of them was a sort of a basically impart extra energy into the person's legs so that that jump of half meter gets um, uh, amplified effectively. Uh, so rather than adding a second pair of limbs, it'd be effectively modifying the current pair of limbs. Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, I, I did my little centipede thing again, where I worked out the first thing yes. is what, what, what would, what would be, what would actually work and what wouldn't work as we went through. Mm. So I, I generally, you know, we've said in, in previous podcasts, you always start with the first year physics book and you keep it as simple as you can. Mm -hmm. So the first thing yeah. with this is, Okay, you want to maintain the speed that you're running at because I understood mm. that as allowing for a high-speed um, obstacle clearance yes. to happen as opposed to doing anything with so, trying to convert. Like, yeah. like if you think what pole vaulting is, it's converting mm. kinetic energy into potential by slowing down. I thought that's that, that breaks what, what words we've been given. Um, mm -hmm. All right, so then when it comes to human being, there are two forces we can use. We can use push or we can use pull. And in this particular case, yeah. push is the only one that will work. Next thing, well, where do you push on a human? And the thing is, actually, when you think about all the forces which we take, uh, lower legs and the foot is the only place where you can apply reasonable acceleration to a human. We're, 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 mm. we're built for that. Um, okay, so then it's obviously foot and lower leg, depending on what this thing ends up looking like all right mm -hmm. and then there's the how to apply said force 
or impulse or something like that and I came up mm. with two the one is chemical the other one is mechanical and the problem with mechanical mm -hmm. is you have to use stored energy for a thing like this and you can either use direct force you can use some form of lever for it and the bottom line is that loses because it's too heavy for an 80 kilo mass mm. okay so then we get to yeah. chemical and we, we basically end up with two two ways to do this the one is uh, and they both come from amateur rocketry um, the one yeah. is a, a cartridge and the other one is then an actual you know rocket thing and I did went and watched a couple of videos of uh, first timers trying their hands <laughs> at shotguns and I basically just tried because I had okay. no idea how much you know oh, right. impulse okay, you get yes, from a yeah. shotgun shell anyway mm -hmm. it turns out that if you were to take a couple of sort of 20 mil cannon shell blanks um, and you were to mount those on a boot, uh, th that would be enough to do this. So mm -hmm. the, the concept ends up being with wearable tech on your feet, but I ended up being, I don't know if this is clever or stupid, but if you imagine running to the wall, you want to maintain your horizontal velocity of 7 meters per second. Mm -hmm. Two point something meters away from the wall, you need to start the jumps so that you clear the wall without slowing down. Okay. So about 60 milliseconds before actually hitting the wall you would fire this thing for its 30 millisecond burst while jumping yeah. so while you're running you jump and trigger this thing at the same time and you'd probably do i mean that i hadn't thought of but you'd probably do that with a handheld um you know button or something um mm. and then or it could be an impact thing no, no, handheld would be better. Impact could go off when you're running downstairs, which would be bad. You'd mm -hmm. hit the roof. Um, <laughs> you'd basically then jump up with your own net three meter per second vertical um, velocity plus the extra three, which will allow you to clear the 1.9 meter obstacle by lifting your legs a little bit. So now you're flying through mm -hmm. the air like a kangaroo would and your legs are now on the front of you ready for landing. As you arc over the wall, the rockets fire again the second set of them to basically take out mm -hmm. that extra three meter per second which they put in and that allows you to hit the ground at the same speed you were going at uh, only a vertical velocity of three meters per second which is the same velocity that you would land if you fell from half a meter um, sure. and then I sort of think well how many cartridges will you need and it ends up you need a total of six on each foot um, which you could you could loop around the hill and, and they're for a 20 mil um, cannon so you know each cartridge is probably 25 to 30 mil in diameter it, it would be a little bit thicker around the ankles but it could certainly work um, it, it, okay. it, it wouldn't do more than one jump though. you'd have to replace You'd have to replace them but i mean you know they're, they're cartridges well now in terms of the cartridges that the propulsion system itself I, i'd say it's a first look at a i, I would maybe approach it more in the sense of we, we'd look at a projectile system a effective pro, uh, jetpack slash propulsion um chemical system of sorts thereafter consider what could the fuel sources be rather than having an option which is a handheld foot mounted 20 millimeter cannon launching system um, because you need to substantiate it in the same way the handheld system uh, there's no reason that you you know you could have it where it's a 
a small little um, computer system that's detecting you've got an obstacle running towards you and it auto launches you mm. um, rather than having to the, the, the guy activate it. So we want to represent our options in a functional manner so that we understand the full scope of what they are. Because if we ignore how it would be activated, handheld or otherwise, then we're not fully uh, considering the option. But in terms of at this particular point, in terms of the function of clear the obstacle, how it is activated is not important. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, it's one of those things where next to the word allow, I had the word who, who who allows the person to clear the obstacle. Is this the sort of thing where uh, a, a police person needs to, you know, radio in to get permission to jump over the thing? So I had a bunch <laughs> of questions with that one. Um, and then person, sure. person, trained, untrained, um, you know, mm. paramedic, two paramedics with um, with a patient. You know, I had a bunch of questions with, with things like that. Um, and I mean, yes, you're right. There's a there's a ton of uh, lines on this page where I, I literally didn't didn't do anything more. I just thought if I can't get the person to get over the wall, um, how it's triggered is irrelevant. Um, what well, I'm curious in your calculations, I'm not sure I'd necessarily go into calculations right away. But in your calculations, did you consider the person's center of gravity? Well, the reason that I thought that that was irrelevant is that an 80 kilo person can run and jump and play rugby. And we do that using our legs. So therefore, if you apply, uh, let's call it a 2G worth of force on the leg. I mean, if you take running and jumping off a diving board, one of those springy mm. ones, yeah. that's 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 easily a 2 or even 3G acceleration and your legs are fine. Um, so that's why I just reasoned it with that, that the only place to do this is on the lower legs because we're used to it. And the human can take, you know, at least 3G um, through the lower legs without your legs collapsing. Yeah. And look, it depends, I think, in the nature of the way the person jumps and, and how they And obviously they'd be trained for this, yes. Um, there, I want to consider the option at least of positioning the rocket system at least at a chest level close to the center of gravity so that it is a more directed um, energy application as such without without potentially instigating any kind of rotation in the person yeah the only, the only problem with applying the force to the torso is you're not designed for that i mean where would that happen in daily life look i mean the chest can take quite a bit of load um and yes, in terms of your legs being able to actually take that particular load, I th you know, I mean, I think we, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, what you'd end up doing is you'd end up applying the force at the chest, but you didn't have to have straps downwards because there's no point running straps upwards because they'd be compressive straps. They'd have to be tensile straps. So basically, you'd, you'd, you'd mm. basically have to be, have Kevlar underwear um, to apply this, this force in your chest, right? I mean, if, if you take how the jetpacks yeah. are done, you're, you're basically constrained in a very uncomfortable position. It's the same way that you harness yes. into a parachute. It's not comfy to mm -hmm. apply um, loads. Um, but for the same reason, you know, um, when you use a parachute, you don't get harnessed by your feet. And that's because the point of load application is miles away and it's on the other side of your center of gravity. If we were parachuting, mm. um, if I mean, if you take bungee jumping, um, you know, you 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 do it with your feet. Some so your legs ones, are pretty strong. Do them now where they do a, a chest mounted one. I th I think so. Yeah, because the, the 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 blood injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Um, look, the, the reason I, I think, because I mean, I also had Jetpack as one of my options. I mean, I called it Jetpack. I, I wasn't thinking of potentially fuel sources at this point. Um, was in the idea of the sort of, you know, gearing up and stuff. And yes, I have not properly considered the sort of vertical strapping um, downwards. But the idea is that, you know, you, you're putting on a bulletproof vest um, or a stab vest um, anyway, if that is a somewhat more geared or um, weighted system. And bearing in mind, your body is designed to carry weight higher up than it is on your feet. Mm. You know, depending on the mass of the system, putting in the feet. There. But my point then is rather that your option is more of a projectile-based system, um, jetpack or propulsion system. And what then needs to be considered later stage, if that option is then selected, is the location of that um, system. And whether it fires once or twice or three times or continuously throughout the entire motion of the person. Yes, yeah. Um, that, that would then be looked at at the next stage. Um, but in terms of the idea, in terms of what it represents, it is a thing of pushing the person up um, rather than pulling the person up. And I guess that's kind of what we've come down to in terms of our two options, one's pull and one's push. Yeah, because I mean, when it comes to the, the sort of third years and even fourth years, um, you know, even for something that's that's a relatively, um, I mean, let's call this a pretty complex uh, thing. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. But and, and, unless the students actually done the maths on the actual problem, I'm literally not interested in the concepts. Um, you know, it, it's the same thing with with the, the the sort of aircraft stuff. You know, it's it's you have to analyze the drag, the thrust, the works. Of each concept, mm. because otherwise, um, you know, you 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 haven't proven that it's that it's uh, sort of able to work. So you have to you have to do yep. it on the problem side and on the solution side. Very much so. You, you, yeah, you you can't go into this blind, um, as it were. I tend to do my sort of calculation side once having as a sort of my check after coming up with the mm. options. Um, as I, I've found, some of the times the numbers confuse the matters more than anything else um, where I prefer the sort of more um, idealized options up front sort of the uh, the sort of uh, Hollywood style ideas and options mm. that I tend to go for um, and then sort of craft them into a real solution as I go but this is also then why you know the, how we would report this would probably be incredibly similar ways because yes. we we at the end of the day, we've done the same thing. We've just done them in different orders. But yes. how we would communicate this is very differently. Um, yeah, so that's definitely. obviously something to bear in mind here is you can't be doing this and write this in exactly the same kind of order because it, it doesn't actually make sense really when you come down to it. And I mean, it's amazing how just five words allow person, clear obstacle, high speed. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, you know, they, they both work. Um, hmm. And you know, it's, it's it's not like anything is not out of a science fiction movie. They're both out of a science mm. fiction movie. Oh yeah, and I think the other thing is also to bear in mind this in, in terms of those words. Given that most of the time this is you know it's words that you as the designer or specifically here in the case uh, the student has drawn up. If you if you're finding that here you've chosen you use the word allow and we keep bringing up okay cool but what is you know what is this context of allow you know how are you taking that into account um, in this particular function if it's nothing to do with what you meant then you need to pick another word or you need to word it in a, a way that represents more what you're trying to look at um, I can't think of another word I mean it it, it, my head. it it basically proves a thing which which I, I always tell students where where any 
let's call it any engineering problem in the field of mechanical or aero engineering the first thing is the payload if you don't understand the payload there's n yeah. there's no point the next thing you need to do is you need to understand the mission that that payload needs to achieve now for an aircraft obviously mm. an aircraft carries the payload but in this particular thing the payload is the person mm -hmm. the mission is wow, obstacle high speed allow mm. and the word clear clear a 1.9 meter obstacle okay um and obviously clearing is linked to high speed and then the third thing is yeah. then the machine and the thing is you have to think of it in terms of like with this one you have to acknowledge that a person is pretty heavy and a, and a human is probably the least strong animal on earth um strength yeah. per unit body mass type thing mm -hmm. so you know a, a mouse would be able to jump i don't know four times its height or something a flea i yeah. think holds a record humans okay so if you're one point five meters tall and you can jump half a meter you can jump a third of your body height whoop de do <laughs> most useless animal on earth there you go gold medal is in the post <laughs> yeah. um and and then what you know once you've got the mission you can then start to, to factor in the the sort of machine to do this but what i found and um we'll obviously talk about this in in, in future ones with with sort of student reporting is you can't just say and take this problem with like ah there is a machine there is a payload and there is a mission and i'm just going to try and and fit these words into it um it you know it it, yeah. it it's clear that both of us would agree that the payload here is a person okay yeah. you might have uh, a, a bulky you know cop running there i might go for a firefighter but at the end of the game our height our net diameter our total weights are going to be about the same in terms of the mission yeah. i think the, the the clear thing here is not to focus on what you want the human to do but focus on the damn thing they have to get over and the yeah. key here is high speed so this if, mm. if you were to sit and watch the person run it's like watching an, an a, a buck run at a fence and then take a, a bound or one of those horses that jumps over those stupid obstacles mm. you know the horse starts jumping beforehand while maintaining forward velocity it it's mm. not pole vaulting and it's not yep. high jumping it's not grinding to a halt and converting energy this is an energy addition and you have to understand that like outright mm -hmm. and this is not a case of ah instantly throw a trampoline grenade ahead of the wall let it inflate <laughs> and then <laughs> that's I mean, a brilliant idea yeah except except in the dark while you're busy running you don't try the, this side up <laughs> Just launches you into the wall next to it. <laughs> but I mean, the other thing, the one thing, uh, kind of like maybe two concluding arguments here, um, I would say, in terms of as you're going through it and, and looking at the numbers, be careful with statements of the system definitely can't do it. Um, you've mm. done the maths, you've checked that the system can't do that. Um, but as a student, you might have a... Uh, sort of inkling or some kind of suspicion that it can do something don't run with that actually check the numbers so personally i would have thought a mechanical system would actually be pretty capable of doing something of the sort but then looking at those sort of numbers that is less less possible now that's in, in the way i took it as an, an efficient route because i would have to go having chosen options potentially even selected one then do calculations and realize i'm off and have to go all the way back, reevaluate, and then come forward again. I'm wasting time there. 
Um, so be careful making the assumptions. The other one is this idea of clear the obstacle. You can potentially have the option there of don't clear it, go through the obstacle, depending very much on what the nature of the obstacle is, and it, it changes a whole lot of factors there. But if you've chosen clear because that's just the first word that came to your head, but all the obstacles happen to be, um, you know, two millimeter thick plywood, um, maybe you need to actually reevaluate the choice of that word and actually start looking and expand your options to, instead of going over, go through. Yeah, and I mean, you know, certainly a, a 1.9 meter wall for a foot soldier, you, you would you would do, you would start jumping before you hit it, you'd put your hands on, you'd kind of do half a pull up as you slung your legs over the side. Yeah there you go so with this one you know when and and that's why i thought you know when you said head height obstacle i thought this is you know high high pursuit we're not dealing with you know seal team six here um yes, you know yeah. we de- we're dealing with you know johnny mccartney firefighter.com um you know mm. we need to make sure you can get his lumbering ass over a wall to go and save a cat <laughs> or something um in <laughs> one hand coffee in the other yeah <laughs> At, at, at pretty high speed so you can, you can get home after it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, right. what, what, what's, what's interesting is, you yeah. know, you use the word high speed and I mean, you know, they're, they're, you know for me, high speed, I, I went into high speed pursuit. Uh, mm. and, and actually, all of the answers that, I mean, for this, what did I end up needing to search? In fact, I just typed in... Um, High high running speed policeman, something like that, and Google the first hit was uh, like a study taking uh, some video clips of a police person. It was a YouTube thick on trying to w- work out how fast a policeman could run. Okay, mm. there was my answer. First hit, watch the YouTube clip. I couldn't believe it, but anyway, there you go. Got my answer. That was <laughs> it was accurate. And then in terms of like the rocket stuff, that was just you know you you had you know. Uh, a, a person who who fired the ricochet, you could visually see that, you know, the, mm. the the young person that fired this thing moved back like half a meter. You could then, you know, from the footage, work out roughly how much she weighed. You could then try and work out, okay, so she, first I'm firing a shotgun, uh, you know, dead mass, try and work out a, a kind of mm. force estimate. And then the guy did a, you know, he, he then commented on roughly how much recoil there was and he tried to measure to the fishing scale and it was, okay, so, and, and he used three different sizes and that's how I extrapolated up that a 20 mil cannon shell would be the right thing to mm. um, to use. And then what he did is I found a clip on um, like a cartridge rocket versus a like a, a, a proper rocket fuel rockets and the cartridge stuff had way more thrust per unit mass for a much shorter time duration and that's where i thought uh if we were to if if this was i mean there wasn't the word multiple obstacles here and there wasn't the world rapid ascent on the outside of a building for hostage Mm -hmm. negotiation so with this one it was literally a case if you literally needed like split second force um therefore the cartridge thing would be you know uh, I, I can only imagine in, the, in, in the, the, the prep room where the rocket fuel gets mixed to put into your, your boots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, step, uh, step in your car, jam your foot on the on a particular block and it gets injected with a whole bunch of knives. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, you've, you've, got all, all, you've got all Wally and it's his birthday and then what you do is you send him <laughs> running at the wall but instead of having rocket fuel put in there, it's just water. <laughs> Or confetti or something like that. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> These actually be cool projects. I wouldn't mind actually seeing something like this actually go a little bit further. But yes, yeah. But I think that sounds good enough for for this particular episode, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Cheers. <laughs>